Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to Black Writers Space. Today we have uh, author Monique Smith. She's going to be with us today. I have my co-host on with me, Mario Givens. Mario. Hey, how you doing today, Tiffany? Hey. Okay, we are we really have a really good show today for you guys. We are really excited about the guest we have today, Monique Smith the author of I Am the Ancestor. Hello, Monique. Hello. Hello. Okay, maybe she's not going yet. Anyhow, we have um, our guest today is going to be Monique Smith, and she's the author of I Am the Ancestor. And we are going to talk to her about her book and her amazing story. Mario, you ready for tonight's show? Actually, I am. I actually looked at some of her material, and I realized that this is a story that needs to be told. Like, I almost shared tears earlier about the story. It's amazing, so I'm waiting to hear from her. Okay. We are just trying to get her on the air. Monique? Okay. Well, we're going to move forward until uh, we get our caller on the line. Um, again, we want to thank our listeners for tuning in with us and following us since we started. The show is really, really, really taking a toll on um, different writers that have been listening to us and tuning in, and I'm really excited about that. We just want to thank you guys for supporting us and um, continuing to follow us. Like I always say, we're here to support writers, authors, um, book clubs as well. We do welcome book clubs. If you have um, any of our authors whose books you are interested in purchasing to review, feel free to contact us either on our blog or our email at blackwriterspace. That's with two S's at gmail.com. So, Tiffany, uh, is you sure you're ready to, uh, for her to come on the show? Because this is a story that needs to be heard. I mean... I know, right? I'm still tripping off of it because I don't want to tell her story. I'm waiting for her to tell it, so... Right. Let's see if we can get on the show real fast. Hello? Okay, we still don't have her yet, so we're just going to continue and move forward with the show. Mario, what do you have um, 
for us today? What's new this week? Any new poems? Well, I was actually thinking about reciting a poem on the show tonight. Uh, I really don't know what I'm going to recite, but I'm pretty much focusing on Moni Smith right now. And if time be permitted, okay. I will recite something. I think we, wait a minute, I think we have her. Hello? Hello, Monique? Good evening. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? Man, I thought I was missing again, but this time on your line, I was hearing you speak, and I, I really thank okay. you for such a wonderful uh, introduction, and I was I was basically trying to uh, get through, and I don't know, maybe the mute was on my phone, so I really, really want to apologize to everyone. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I saw the number pop up. I was just like, well, we're just going to wait until, until we get on the air, so not a problem. But we are so excited to have you. We are really um, interested in hearing your story and the, um, the the journey behind your book. Oh, thank you. Yes. So let's, let's get started with um, the name of your book is I Am the Ancestor. What yes. is that about? Who is Monique Smith? Um, the book is, 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 thank you again, it's called I Am the Ancestor. And before I die, I must share my story is the subtitle. Um, and traditionally, um, ancestors are um, people who are, who are or have deceased. Um, and families kind of pass down the story from generation to generation to generation. And um, I, I love the title line because of my situation. Um, I am the ancestor. Okay. Um, the subtitle being "Before I Die, I Must Share My Story" is because I know and feel in my heart um, that no one will ever be able to share my story um, but me. Um, and and it's really an important uh, message. Um, I've basically been on a, a campaign since I've done my book because at first it was just going to be something I was going to share with my children. Okay. Um, so you haven't been a writer for years. Did you just start writing or just decided to go public with your story? Exactly. Yeah, I've noticed going on some of the circuits with the, you know, the meet and greet the authors and the book, you know, um, events, book fairs and festivals. That a lot of people have this awesome, you know, dynamic power to write. They want to write. They have the, the desire to write. They do it for careers and, and for passion. And, right, right. And mine like um, a story to be told in the midst of a many, like, desperation um, type of process. Okay. Wow. Okay, so let's get started with, um, I do have the information that you sent me in the email, and it said that you were abducted at two years old? Yeah, if you read the entire byline, it, it really gives a better story than just that one um, statement. Um, well, we want you to kind of around the age of maybe like 45 or 46, maybe even 44, <laughs> to bump my age back a little bit. Um, okay. In 1996, I discovered that the lady who raised me was not my biological mother. Okay. Um, and there was probably little horns, bells, and whistles that should have gone off um, that it, it didn't. And uh, I guess me just trying to live my life and live my dreams because of, you know, certain things that happened to me in my childhood, um, 
I really just ignored it until okay. it was a time in my life that basically required me to actually um, have documentation in my hand, which I'd never had, at, even at the age of, you know, the assumed age of 30, I still had not acquired any actual t- tangible documentation on Monique Smith. Okay. Um, now, I did make a post on Facebook, and I, I think I said uh, the story, and you commented and said, no, it's a journey. Elaborate on your journey that you are on right now with your right. book. Um, journey is um, just trying to identify um, some some of my past. Um, for 15 years, basically, Unbeknownst to my children, and I have I have four. I have a girl in college, a boy in high school, a boy in elementary, and a little girl. I mean, and a boy in middle school, a little girl in elementary. Okay. So my journey has been to, you know, give my kids the life that most parents, you know, moms want for their children um, as best I can within my limitations. Um, and it's been a struggle. The journey has been a huge struggle. Um, so, you know, the one thing that I've come to realize is that I'm not a niece, I'm not an aunt, I'm not a daughter, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm a child of my creator. But the one title I am is a mom because I, I gave birth to four awesome children. Um, but it was jeopardized um, in October of uh, 2010 mm-hmm. um, because at the time my son was 16. And all the other warning signs in my journey that I basically ignored, um, I, I ignored this one. And he had a chance to go to China to study at a mixed martial art, like a Shaolin temple, um, to further his, you know, his career. And I had to actually face my kids and tell them that um, he couldn't go because I can't prove I'm his mom. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. And. Okay. Um, it horns, bells, and whistles had went off in my mind because, unbeknownst to, you know, everyone around me in my circle, um, I have, I have searched high and low. Um, I've written letters to huge organizations. I've written letters to media. I've, I've written letters to uh, political people, and they're, you know, trying to use their power to help me, and uh, nothing's actually happening. Um, but how do you tell your child that I can't? Prove that I'm your mother. Right, right. And it shocked my daughter because you know she's you know at the time she was she was um 20, and you know what if she would have gone to ancestors.com or a genealogy search and said, oh let me do like a family tree and right lineage. Okay. Hmm. This is amazing. Yeah, it's 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 weird now. Um, again, the you know, piece that I'm really trying to share with the world is is that the milk carton kids and, and every missing and exploited, every lost and abducted child, um, we're all not dead, you know, and I share this all the time. We are alive walking amongst you guys, and you don't know that we're here. Um, you know, the search goes on, and there's probably a yearly uh, morning candlelight visuals because people are assuming that, you know, we're in another country, you know, making tennis shoes and T-shirts for huge manufacturers when we're right here in in this country. And I've gone to very large organizations 
Um, there's missing in, uh, black and missing, they're local um, in Maryland. Of course, you've always heard of missing exploited children, and it's very difficult to call Bye. them. You know, hi, I'm missing. Excuse me. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's very difficult to to have them. You know, I, I, and I even asked them. I said, so do I call the police? Wait for eight hours before you post my face on your you know, your missing poster. So it's a very strange case. I'm trying to tell the world that you know my body is not in a dumpster. It's not in a body, abandoned home. My remains are not at the bottom of a river. And I want to share with the world that every 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 loved one who feels and has that gut feeling that like that missing child is not dead, mm-hmm. you know that point. You know we are here, and I, I'm I'm learning in this journey now um, that that it's it's an eye opening piece for people. Whereas with me. You know, I've been doing that identity theft. You know, <laughs> it's just hitting the circuit to people wow. now. But, you know, to live in my life, um, you know, as uh, basically almost as an illegal immigrant in my own country. I mean, it's, it's wow. really uh, this is oh, wow. And you know what? I'm sure it's plenty of stories out there just like yours. But well, they haven't. That's what I'm hoping to do. I'm actually. Um, I have a registry called um, www the known as registry because mm-hmm. you know there's no laws there's there's nothing I've been working with huge human trafficking uh, divisions here in the state of Maryland and it's the it's it's a shock for them because again you know human trafficking using the foreign countries you hear about it but it's happening right in their own backyard and they seeing they're seeing how it's growing gender has no rule against anything I mean it's just it's out now. And working with that, I'm trying to find out how many more people. And what do we do? When I discovered, you know, we all found out how difficult it is for even the president of the United States to deal with a birth certificate issue. And here I am. I've never been identified. Like, to the Salvation Army, who's been around since the 1800s, they specialize in runaways and homeless people. They basically said, I'm dead. I'm like a Jane Doe. Wow. Oh, my God. Resources for me whatsoever. So my kids who are now older, um, they probably won't even be able to collect my social security because again, certain uh-huh. documents you you have to have certain materials in your possession, just like with my life insurance policy. I have a six hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy. My daughter's a beneficiary, but she may not be able to get it because I can't get a death certificate without a birth certificate. She has to prove that I'm her mother in order for her, and unbeknownst to me, because at the time, as I'm acquiring things, and God mm-hmm. has blessed me with so many gifts, yes. I'm just life regular until that, that piece happened last year with my son. So all kind of things are beginning to unfold for me. Okay. Well, that's, this is a really amazing story, and I really... Um, hope that we have some listeners that may know somebody or are either in the same position, that that will give them some encouragement and some hope to, you know, continue to um, go on and and either look for a loved one or if if they're the missing person, you know, to just not give up. Right. And, you know, and just to be the voice of the voices of the people who can't speak, you know, I'm just hoping that, you know, as I'm saying things, people who abduct kids and you know what you're doing, 
um, I, maybe it's a wake-up call for them to live the life or see the life of somebody who's struggling um, because it's gotten worse for me now. Um, and, and they are abusers. I mean, they are physical abusers. They're mental abusers. Um, and maybe, you know, it will soften their heart. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, obviously turn yourselves in or just, you know, just basically just stop. And then for other people who, you know, when you see people, you really do not understand. There was a young lady about a year ago who, um, I think she was 17 years of age, and she had been in uh, someone's care, captive care, for 11 years. And she mm-hmm. was free to roam the country, you know, roam the, the you know, her area. And she mm-hmm. built up a chance to tell um, a cashier at a convenience store um, that she was held captive. And it took her several times to do it because him seeing him all, her all the time, it just didn't register for the first time. Right. And it, he was then able to alert the authorities. Um, obviously, they would be able to find her, and then she was reunited with her family. But in my right. case, this would have happened, like, in 66, 67. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, documentation has changed, policies and procedures changed. Um, and I don't know what, what kind of hope I'll have. I mean, I'm, I wow. mean the president could he not pardon me, but, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. kind of type of documentation that help my kids at this point. Wow. So you don't even have a birth certificate still. Right. I've I've never had one. I've never been on a cruise. I don't leave the country. Basically I just I'm you know, so basically I, 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 my growth record. with education because um I've graduated from high school but you know, when you know that there's jobs and a chance I've always feared that someone was gonna find out or force me um mm-hmm. to produce documentation. I worked at John Hawkins. I mean they they're known across the country for um, a little over six years, and I fear for my life almost every day in the sense of, you know, being terminated. So my one income it comes from, you know, me and my children, you know, and something like that happens. But at this point, I'm, you know, I'm revealing it to the world. I'm even hoping that someone calls me out on it. Like uh, I think there was a Oprah had a special book out for the month, and someone said to God, you know, he was lying, and they did like this huge investigation of, of the story, and he did lie. So because of the finances that I've spent, because it's worth every penny of it to me for the last 15 years, but, again, you know, me raising my children and trying to build my legacy, which I did, it it was costly. So I'm hoping and praying that the book um, will be read and someone will, you know, take it to the next level and reach out and, um, and help and bring awareness to this. And then stop. You know, that's the huge thing. I think people are not yes. really seeing the effect of what happens to abducted of, of children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the story, the story is really um, more of a timeline of my life and what happens when you're in, you're, you're, you're with your captives. I mean, it's not a it's not a pretty sight. It, it's not a fun sight. But then on the flip side, I feel that all the milk carton kids, there are people who have abducted and stolen kids because they can't have them. Um, they wanted them for whatever reason, and they're probably doing fine and don't even know that they are being raised by someone right. who right. actually stolen them from somewhere. Right, and I noticed in, in um, at, uh, I think it was in an excerpt, you referred to, the woman who raised you as the woman who raised you. 
What kind of relationship do you all have? Is she the one that abducted you, or is that still a mystery? No, I know that she is the one. Um, there is no relationship. Um, we were communicating, a few, you know, right up until I started to write the book because I contacted her, I reached out to her, I shared what was going on. Obviously, we had this conversation in 1996, and, you know, she, you know, just, and so she said she'll go to her grave before she tells. Wow. Okay. The research that I have, there's no statute of limitation on, you know, kidnapping a minor, taking them across state line, and for what I was near my death for at the age of eight, um, she would definitely, they, they would build a penitentiary for her. Mm. This is amazing. Okay, we're going to take a break for about two minutes, two or three minutes, and we'll be right back. Hello, we are back, and we have author Monique Smith with us today talking about her book, I Am the Ancestor, and I have my co-host Mario Gibbons with me, and he's going to um, conduct the remainder of the interview. Mario? Hey, good evening, Ms. Smith. How are you doing today? Hey, Mario. How are you? Thanks for the uh, the intro. <laughs> uh, you, you saw what I was talking about? <laughs> well... <laughs> Your story is it's amazing, and 
I just can't really get a grasp on it. It's like mind boggling. Like what I said on Facebook to you, like this is this is something that needs to be told, you know, because it's a lot of kids out here in your same shoes, you know, that's going through the same thing that you went through and I just have a couple of questions that kind of sparked me about everything I read about you and I just wanted to focus pretty much on the book itself as far as like what type of awareness you're trying to bring with this book. Um I I'm really I'm trying not to get emotional. I'm really excited because my book just came out in October and um um I had a very awesome release. And um, I was able to actually raise and submit um, $10,000 for missing and exploited children. I've had huge supporters whom, if I said I had a yard sale, they would just drop things at my house um, for the entire week. Um, and all of those funds that I raised were, um, and that was before my book even came out, um, you know, were able to go to missing and exploited children. And like I said, you know, it only started out because um, I wanted to, I tell my kids, but it just seemed like um, I was just led to do more because I'm not broken. I'm not psychologically unbalanced. I'm, I've never smoked, drank, drink drugs, and any of that. And I've been so fortunate that uh, one of the local AKA chapters, um, their next um, platform is uh, human trafficking. So that's one of the avenues that I've been working with is that um, obviously you can be trafficked um, as, as well as being missing and abducted, and I think that's a shared piece for me. Um, I've also created um, a platform called Stand, um, and I've actually been super fortunate enough to go into high schools and have kids stand in the cafeteria or the gymnasium. They They have collected pledges. And they get to donate that too, as well to a charity of, of of their choice, meaning the school itself on behalf of the school. The the goal behind that is, and this is so new because again, my book just came out in October. Just like with the Penn State scandal, you know, these people are like sixty or seventy years old, and the abused at this time are you know in their twenties. But their awareness of what's actually being happened with, you know, forced prostitution, human trafficking, and, and stolen kids. Kids are being, you know, taken at 10, 11, 12, 13, bringing the awareness and the aha moment right there, you know, in the, at an earlier age is so effective because, again, you're not frightening, and, and you have to share. The boogeyman is not the same anymore. It's not the, the monster under the bed or in the closet. You know, you're hearing every day that coaches, pastors, you know, the your your team captains are molesting, you know, the teachers are having kids with, I mean, children with kids, students. Um, so for me to bring that awareness and raise money at the same time to support the resources that are necessary for the, the Amber Alert to continue to go off, um, you know, for the media to, you know, blast or, or somebody to put a billboard up about a missing child, um, which is huge to me. Um, I think that if kids had a, a time to speak out in their early teens, who wants to be my age at, you know, 45, you know, trying to share your story now? Just like, you know, if that 15 to 20 years you suppress the anger, the frustration, the hurt, the sadness, um, and psychologically you're repaired probably at an earlier stage um, because there's really no outreach. I mean, 
at that point. So I'm I'm doing awesome um, right now with 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 the book as far as you know the awareness that's being done, um, what I'm allowed to do with um, what I've done with the book so far. Oh, okay. Um, like I said, it's an amazing story, and I know the the listeners are like, "Wow, who is this woman?" But hey, hey, hey the what, listeners are saying, "Wow, who's this woman?" Tell them I'm like, "Wow, who is?" Because you know, this, the the many questions that's coming up that I know a lot of people may be having in their heads, and you know, just like my my partner, you know, we sit here, we wonder, like, in this government that we live in. How do you move successfully without as many of these documents, you know, because I read a lot of things about you, you know, as far as the 2004 when you was working at the, uh, the construction company and stuff like that. How did you get these things going, going for yourself, like, without these uh, documentations that most of us live by every day? Well, um, you keep trying until what most people do is, is turn a blind eye. Um, I actually found out that, you know, um, I was enrolled in the school with nothing. And the form that actually states, you know, uh, eligible to be enrolled in school via address, it, it has on there place of birth and place of address unknown. But I was enrolled in school with that. So that's the same process that's having now. Just like me with employment, you know, I apply and go until someone says, um, well, for this job you have to have uh, your Social Security card and a birth certificate. You know, so it's almost like being an uh, an illegal immigrant um, because they are very successful. They're doing things um, without proper documentation. So I just used the materials that I have, um, which is really nothing, (laughs) because my driver's license, you know, they're they're actually invalid. They, you know, I got them because. I got them, <laughs> but again, wow. there are things that I've had to do in my life to um, provide to survive. Um, so you can start a business, you can open a bank account. Um, everyone doesn't ask you for a birth certificate. You know, your driver's license does work. I have several social security numbers, so presenting a social security card um, along with a, a driver's license in some cases, um, and a financial institution. It's the same thing. You can open a bank account the same way. Well, I just want to say you are, you are very strong. You're one of the most strongest people I've ever met. I haven't met you face-to-face, but you are a very strong woman, and and I hope a lot of people look at your story and, and look themselves in the face and say, there's somebody out there working in me in some sense. You know, somebody went through a lot of things that was kind of working in what I was going through growing up. So I just want to say you're very strong and I also want to thank you for sharing your story with not just only Black Writers Space but with the world because this book is going to show a lot of things that I think we need to see not only in America but in the world itself. So I want to thank you for that. Um, oh, I think I keep reading and hearing about this legacy, legacy, legacy. On East Memphis, he's talking about this legacy, legacy, legacy. Now, why the legacy? Why? What's so important about this legacy? Can you just elaborate a little bit more about that? I think the legacy is the the biggest piece that I'm struggling with because, you know, you know, I, the power of one's name, hearing, you know, the name Kitty Rockefeller, Williams, you know, you know, the strength as 
you know, somebody can instill in themselves, I think that's an enrichment that kids are losing value to. Um, I don't think they, you know, respect teachers and the bus drivers anymore, you know, because they leave the home, you know, just knowing that your root and your family, you know, has built a foundation. They're building a legacy. And, you know, like you said, you know, it, you know Armstrong, you, you hear it, you know what it means. It, it's, it's important. And even once you've passed on, you know, hearing certain names, it, it, it's almost like looking up to someone and giving that person the strength to do more. And, you know, there's nothing for my kids. I, I have nothing to share with them. Like my, my son just discovered as I revealed the story to him, like, oh, my God, we've never gone to Texas or Alabama or anything to visit relatives or to stay at night, and no one comes to visit us. So, you know, with a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old who are just discovering, well, because I'm sharing the story, and instantly how important it became to them, even though they went without it. It, it was amazing. So I don't want to just, you know, fight to get uh, documents so my kids can get money, which is interest money, on my homes that are paid off. I, you know, I want them to know how many breaths I, it took me to build the foundation of person that I've identified myself to be to give them. Um, I think it gives them value with not just money or a home, it's a legacy, and then they can they can work with that moving forward um, for the betterment of, of themselves and, of course, of the world. Um, that's um, very important, you know. It's you know I know it's, which is really weird for me to say. I, I know God has blessed me because again, you know, I was raised by people who they don't honor that and they don't have it. So for me to possess it is a gift. Um, I was raised by people who didn't go to the Department of Motor Vehicles to get license and registrations. They wait till late at night to steal the stickers off of the cars. And if your hot water heater or something went up, they didn't go to Hackenders. You know, we, us, we went into abandoned homes and stole things, you know. So I'm very fortunate to have been blessed to know how important it is for a human being, a, a living person, to love and have legacy and lineage to carry that forth for the betterment of themselves. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a gift to the world and and honoring and gifting God back for all that He's given us. Well, Ms. Smith, um, I'm getting very emotional and and I'm very proud and. Well, we're gonna take a break and just to, just to get ourselves back together because this this is beautiful, you know. This is a story, like I said, needs to be told and it's gonna to be told. If I gotta do what I gotta do to help you get it out there, because this is amazing. So we're gonna take a break. Um, give us a couple of minutes to get things back in order. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> sorry.
All right, we back now. Uh, Ms. Smith, you there? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm here. Okay. Uh, you want to call us first? This is what we want. We, we want the truth. We want everything to come out. And I just want to know, how can black rights stay in the I think I'm losing. I'm barely hearing you. Hello? Hello? Yes, I hear you clear, but I didn't hear the... Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on. But what we want to do is we want to find out what can Black Writers Space do to help you. How can we further the cause? How can, <laughs> what can we do to add to this? Um, do you have any contacts in Chicago? I mean, this is a big city, and I'm sure it's other people out here with the same story, similar stories, and they just, they need help. They don't know where to turn to. Yeah, um, I would definitely love for anyone to um, log on to the registry. There's a, um, a Get Involved page, um, you know, even with uh, people just, you know, uh, just reposting the information, um, new bloggers blogging, you know, about stories where, um, you know, a lot of missing kids where, you know, we're here, but we've all grown up now. There's a few of us who we are adults and, you know, we don't know what to do and we're still living basically, you know, the same abducted lives. But, you know, we're just basically, like I said, just walking the planet, <laughs> the earth with uh, no connection to anyone, you know, at all. Um, so just... Being able to go to the registry, leave your information, and as I'm doing, I'm I am branching off trying to do um, state tours and and you know bringing awareness to again I'm brand new at this and I've been you know right right fortunate like you know having people like yourself offer um, the information, um, but then like I said on the registry with is get involved. There's there's tips that people can actually go through, and then there's a contact me page. So uh-huh. um, if there's one who has documentation, other resources. I would love to come speak um, at 
Um, there's, there's one locally that I'm scheduled to do in February, and there are support groups because there are uh, groups that are out there who need support because, you know, they, they've lost that loved one. So when a child goes missing, you know, there's a, a mother, a father, there's an aunt, there's an uncle, there's a grandparent who, right. you know, have that void, and they go for counseling. And, and um, those are other programs that I've been um, working with, which is um, awesome um, that this is happening. Um, again, it's just it's really exciting. I'm I'm very fortunate too. Um, any speaking engagement, I'm not a speaker. I'm learning to do it, but I've been very fortunate to be um, asked, and I have accepted to be the farewell address speaker for a very um, uh, prestigious high school, and I, I love it here in the city of Baltimore. For me to be mm-hmm. in front of all like that, um, our youth. Um, these are, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-olds who are graduating, going out into the world, um, you know, in, in the groups of hundreds as I share my and awareness, which, which is really huge until um, some more things can be developed. Um, like I said, I know everything is new to me, and I'm, you know, really aggressive at this point with a lot of the programs that I'm being able to facilitate, um, and it's growing as, um, I, as I go along, which is a, which is a great thing. Um, but that definitely send any kind of contact information. Even if you guys in that area have um, um, like a book festival, book fairs, uh, the meet and greet, the um, the authors knows, um I would I would love to, you know, take a trip out and meet you guys. <laughs> you yes, definitely. Love to have you. We are going to put something. Um, we're gonna we're gonna plan something for 2012 summer. So to our okay. listeners, we're we're going to be having something. So um, keep keep us um, keep updated on our website and our blog and our Facebook and our Twitter. We will be posting some type of event related yeah, to this. The fan program will be awesome. Like I said, I'm right at the last of, of polishing the stand. Um, uh, you know, the pilot piece for that. Um, and I know by the time, like I said, I have three engagements to finish. Um, in January with it. So I have to have it done before the first of the year, which is in less than two weeks. But um, I'll definitely send you that information. I would love to be able to do a campaign. I'm annoyed to you, and I don't know how far you've gotten into my story. I had a total of uh, 47 people on a 60-passenger bus go to New York City in front of Good Morning America. They all volunteered. Um, I had a sponsor pay for the bus. On the side of the bus it says, missing person aboard this bus, and, you know, this child is now wow. And we were very fortunate. We were so early. We kind of blinked at the entire front line of Good Morning America. The camera pan left and right. We were covered, um, and it brought exposure. It brought um, awareness to my story. Um, I was even fortunate enough to be snuck again <laughs> into mm-hmm. this to the studio, so Robin Roberts of Good Morning America actually was given um, a book in one of the producers that morning as well as the security card who snuck me in. Um, so, again, I'm doing all the things, you know, that I can do to get my story out as well as, and like I said, that donation, those contributions all were done by supporters who, like yourself, want to bring awareness to our youth and awareness and, you know, what people can do to um, – Alert ourselves of this, this, uh, this, this. I don't know. I don't understand the 
the aggressive rate of abducting children and uh, the human trafficking, uh, forced prostitution, all of those things come in, you know, the imprisonment and slavery um, of children. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's growing. Like I said, it's no longer girls. I mean, it's they're adults, they're boys. I mean, it's, it's wow. really um, out of control. I want my face to become um, the face of missing exploited children. It's Jared is the subway, you know. Um, okay. Susie Orman is, you know, to the financial industry um, because when, you know, you see a missing child, is it just that our hearts go sorrow? What action are we taking when you see Susie Orman? Maybe you start working on your bank account. When you see Jared, you work on your diet, you know, and, and start eating healthy. Maybe when you see my face, if you think of um, something that you may have had in the back of your mind where a child was abducted or it, it slips, you know, a process and you want to go back and say, I need to make a, another phone call. I need to make a tip. I need to contact somebody because I think that child or that person is being um, wrongfully used or harmed. Mm-hmm. It would be great. But that would yeah. be awesome, man. I save a date this summer. Um, by that time, like I said, I have three stand projects um, already set up for the month of January. One at a university here um, in Maryland, which I'm really excited about that, um, and two at two of the high schools at the senior levels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this is really amazing, and we are really excited to be a part of really? the movement, of the journey, and we definitely want to uh, sponsor an event here in Chicago, so we will be talking further about that. I want to take some callers to see if we have anyone out here who may be going through a similar situation or they just have questions or they just want to call in and show some support. Um, our number is 347-215-8712. Again, area code 347-215-8712. Feel free to call in and speak with author Monique Smith. She's here today with us on Black Writers Space radio show, and it, this is really an amazing story. Um, it, it's really emotional, but it's good because we need this in our society today. Uh, a lot of stories like this, you don't even get to hear about them. You may not see them on the news. You may not read about them in the newspaper. So to have a survivor is really amazing. It's a blessing. Very yeah, code 347-215-8712. Go ahead, Monique. No, I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm excited. Um it's it's a it's a great thing. I'm just I'm glad that it's um again, it's just not about my story. Just to have any ability to help as I'm going through the process is, is a great thing. I mean, like I said, with um um with with everything that I do, again, I feel like it's 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 an attempt to save someone's life. It's an attempt to open the minds of people um, like I said, I had a similar story where uh, last year a gentleman would share with me that his son is 16 and he wanted him, you know, um, to stay in school and the son refused to and then went to the high school and, you know, the counselor told the young man, stay, you know, your education is important. He says, no, um, that's okay. And, you know, they signed him out and he goes, oh, my gosh, Monique, 15 minutes down the road I realized that he never asked me for ID. I'm not a PTA mom. I don't volunteer mm-hmm. in school. And it's really weird how people, you know, the counselor just wasn't thinking. I said that he did anything wrong, but he could have just potentially took part in a felony. That boy could have been fearing for his life. He could have been transported to another country, never seen again, 
And the counselor just didn't do what he should have done and should have asked for proper, you know, documentation from the from the parent. Wow. So that too is another piece where people are becoming role players and they don't think that they're participating. That's their role. Um, if you're enrolling a child in the school and you, you know, just go ahead and put her in and, you know, bring the paperwork back to tomorrow, um, do you realize that that child could be sexually abused or mentally abused or physically abused because you, just because you see an adult figure bring a child to school and, and enroll them or that they're there does not necessarily mean do your job. If you're um, responsible uh, for your for your policy procedure protocol or what have you follow through, especially when you're engaging with with children, because again, people are not coming out about being abused, you know, um, harassed, uh, forced into prostitution. I hear the stories often now that I'm you know working with these um, groups and organizations that it's kept kept in for so long. I mean, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Um, it, it's it's not a great thing. So yes, it's touching so many so many avenues. Just uh, Marlo was saying, like, wow, the questions um that I'm hit every day as I go through this and it just I milk in all of it and I do a process and research and I'm just building a database as I go. And maybe just like there's a certain laws for things that happen so you'll have a category on how to prosecute somebody. But that that would be huge. Because you know mm-hmm. that, even with the guys at the Penn State situation, um, there's like a five-year limitation after you turn the age of 25 that you basically, you know, can't go back and, you know, uh, press charges against, you you know, the person who assaulted you or abused you. Um, it just, it does just so much that's happening. That's, that's great. So as I, I continue to build those, uh, like a law would be would be awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't think that people should have a, a limitation on um what they've done to somebody's lives, they can impact them for a lifetime when it, it just has a five-year timeline. It's ridiculous. Mm. Well, this is really breathtaking. It's, it's amazing because I'm I'm still sitting here wondering, like, Miss Mills, <laughs> I have to call you Miss Mills. I have to call you Miss Mills. I can't call you by your first name. Uh, what is the challenges of writing this book? Like when you sit down and you start writing your story and you have to relive this moment over and over and over, I know you face so many challenges because this story is very powerful. Um, the challenge is very difficult. Um, there's no story that a parent wants to tell their child. You don't tell a nine-year-old that you were a prostitute. You don't tell your 15-year-old son that you know, you were um, raped at the age of five and six and seven. Um, it was huge for me because, again, I was blessed with such a personality um, that I had suppressed and forgotten and closed off all of that. I mean, I had worked myself up to managerial positions, and the image and the depiction of the woman that I am today, the image that I wanted to give my kids as the soccer mom, the PTA mom, you know, the resident assistant at my daughter's college, that's the mom that I had built and the identity that I claimed. So the challenge was to open up all of that, not only to my kids, and but to the world and share that um, was very difficult. And, again, um, with my limits of um, education, um, 
I had to trust a lot of people, and it really didn't work out. I lost a lot of money, and that didn't really that wasn't good um, because I had to hire you know um, ghostwriters and and editors and you know the printing piece. So I kind of I did, and I did everything myself. I was very excited, so kind of like self published. I was very fortunate again. I purchased my first one thousand books, and that's a blessing because if I was going through that challenge, if you sell a book for a buck through um, a publisher, of course, you may get 10 cents. Well, that doesn't help me fuel the drive that I have to, you know, um, make the, do- the donations that I've been making and supporting some of the organization. Again, my, the 10000 that I raised was just missing for the children. So I have been sending other monies to local because I really want to see what some of the monies go right here in my own backyard. So I've been supporting some local organizations as well. Um, but it, it's very difficult. So, um I I'm, I do really well with the book. I spoke this Saturday at a church who uh, they started a series called um, Survivors Who Are Now Conquerors. And, you know, again, that's a challenge because I guess I don't look at it like that, but I have to. And I was very fortunate someone purchased 150 bucks. That is 150 people that I know now um, on top of the books that I've already sold that's going to hear the story, educate themselves, share the story, um, and, and like just bring that awareness to oh my gosh this is this is happening something needs to be done. Yes, it is definitely. Yeah. It's like you know, like even now, like the holidays here. Um, since the book, <laughs> the whole little you know, uh, you know, the memories that I think of would be you know, is anyone wrapping a present for me? Someone leaving a rose at the dinner table for me because maybe they think I'm I'm dead or do they have hopes that I'm still alive? Um, and I, I I don't wish to find out who I am actually. I think it would be very difficult to try to you know call you guys and say, oh hey Mama we're brothers and sisters let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> It's a challenge. Um, I will embrace it. Don't get me wrong. Not a problem. Um, but a goal is, again, to help as many people as I can and to be able to build a stronger foundation for my kids. But no, to me, because I had when I had my children, I signed their birth certificates. The FBI and, and the CIA since nine eleven and all this, you know, the identity theft piece. I've falsified my kids' birth certificates now because I've signed the fake name on it. So it now trickles into... Um, their lives, so um, there's there's a lot of challenges that um, that has happened in within a one year window. So, what may, I just have a question: like um, throughout all this that you went through and still going through, how do you get peace from it? Like, where do you go to get away from it? You know, what do you do to say, you know, what I can't talk about it today? I can't. I can't deal with it today. Where do you get your peace from this? Um, I don't. I don't think I need it. I mean, I'm not gonna brag and boast. Again, I think it's a gift that God has spared me. Um, I don't know if you're on Facebook. I, my page is called Known as Monique, um, but I'm also on Facebook as Monique Smith. And I have energy like nothing else. Um, you know, the four kids that I have, I keep up with my kids. I work full time. And I kind of stay busy. Um, yeah, I'm breaking down even in our phone conversation because I don't care any human being, you know, when you look at a billboard and show an abused child or 
um, a domestic violence poster with a woman with it's been badly throughout her you know her face. Um, it, it, it's an emotional piece, um, but as far as the piece, piece because I've been able to talk to my nine year old who's now ten, talk to my thirteen year old you know who's now fourteen, you know, and talk to my kids. That um, was a gift like no other, you know, just to be able to share that with them. Um, so the energy is still there. I can talk as much as I have to. Um, I've done the symposiums. Um, I just left Baltimore Community College with the AKAs over the weekend, and um, that was a four-hour um, session that we did there. Um, and, it, and that's what I need. I need to con- be able to continue. Um, at the breakdowns, I know are going to happen, but um, I don't think I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to do a total meltdown um, because I'm excited about this, and I, again, I know I'm saving a life. I want, I know it someday someone's gonna call me and say, you know, that I got away from someone because I heard you, you know, somebody's waiting for me, and that's the piece that I get, I guess, because I know that someone's waiting for me. They're waiting to hear my voice, and every day on the inbox, I do get a message from somebody who is now 23, who I've never told anybody this, and I'm telling you this now. And because I got your book and I heard your story, and I was able to confront, you know, the persons who knew that this was happening. It wasn't doing this to me, but they knew that these things were happening to me, and they were my own. They, it, I, my own dad knew what was happening to me. So that is peace for me to continue to speak and talk and go with the story, um, mm. which is an awesome. It's an awesome thing. So. I did like everyone else. I wrote Oprah, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Jenny Jones over the years, and I guess my letters are in that, you know, dump truck size of mail and just didn't get open. But um, that is so powerful to be able to, you know, share it and someone who has never said it to anyone. Just imagine me sharing my story and a person's 23 had I not shared, you know, would they have been like myself in their thirties before they found freedom or understanding. Mm. Well, we're gonna take a break, but before we go on break, we wanna also say thank you again to you, Miss Mills, but we want the, the listeners to to understand that we need to support her. This is amazing. This is something that we all going through as far as somebody knows somebody who may have knew somebody that got abducted or went to a similar situation, and we see it on CNN all the time about the human trafficking and adoptions and all this stuff, and we have a person right here who's telling our story. This is reality right here. This is the reality shows that we need to listen to or watch. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and finish it up with Ms. Mills, and we'll be right back. Okay.
Well, we're back right now. Uh, Miss Smith, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Um, I told you it's gonna be Miss Smith. That's the uh, respect I have for you and what you went through in in that manner. You know, I have to call you Miss Smith. I can't call you by your first name. Uh, for those who listen to the show, who just came on the show, we have Monique Smith. Uh, she has a book called "I Am the Ancestor," and this is a powerful woman. This is a very powerful woman that you need to listen to. You need to follow up on everything she's trying to do. Black Writers Space is going to help her out the best way we can. Uh, it's just an amazing story. But I want to touch bases on your YouTube uh, video you posted on there called I Am the Ancestor, known as Monique. They get to see you from your facial expressions and and how you tell certain things. And I just want you to talk a little bit more about why the YouTube video, why, what made you do that? Um, because, you know, this um, author thing is, like I said, brand new to me. I don't know. I thought <laughs> what I wanted to do is um, to be, like, um, stand above the rest, and that's always been my survival, basically. Um, I never really see, like, trailers for books. Although I love to read, um, I usually trailers for movies, um, but not for books. Um, but again, if it's happening, it's just not, you know, big and known. I guess where we are in in Baltimore and Maryland, or in my circuit, let me say it like that. Um, and that's why I think I did the, the teaser trailer for the for the book because again, I was trying to get my story out. I was trying to do something different. Everything that I did before just just didn't seem to work. Um, and that, that's why um, I did it. The second piece was more of putting a face to the book, um, which is the actual um, trailer itself. Um, like you said, just giving um, the world a face that really is, you know, a missing uh, a child. I mean, the body bag didn't come home because I'm alive and I'm not in another country. I'm, like, right here, but I, I can't get back because I don't know who I am. I don't know how old I am. I don't know what state this happened in, and I've I've done this work for, you know, 15, 16 years, and I'm still at ground zero. Um, and I think that was the importance of um, of the video. Um, you know, like I said, my biggest goal is to bring hope to every mother, father, sister, brother who feels in their heart that, that, that missing child is, is not dead and we're alive, that video puts a face and brings reality to a, 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 me, a, a person that, that's actually alive and walking and here um, trying to get back to the other end of, of the portal. Um, the other piece was um, the third one, which is when I, the book was launched, I kind of got the gentleman who helped me out, uh, Ross Cinema, to combine the trailer, the interview, and the actual event, um, again, because I'm trying to, you know, open, right back in the day, 15, 16 years ago, you, you wrote letters. Um, now I'm learning that um, uh, for media, people like yourself, you know, people want things quicker and faster. Um, so the bio, the video, the CDs, um, downloading information, it's, it's a quicker easier process than writing letters, writing letters, writing letters. And maybe I did have hopes that my video could have been that one million hit when you see the cat that gets stuck on the screen, okay, um, it ain't happening, or the baby that constantly bounces and they think it's the cutest thing the side of Georgia, 
Um, I was hoping that maybe my video would have uh, also helped me, um, you know, bring awareness to what's actually going on and, and, and you know, bring some support. Yeah, absolutely. This is this story is oh my god, this is one of a kind on our show, but it's millions of people out here who are going through the same thing and um I like when you say that your goal is to really help someone else and that right there is a blessing in itself that that's really just I think some of us like live, you know, it it helps it's one thing for us to be able to do things on our own, but it's, it's some people out there that don't even know, like, where to turn to. So it feels really good. It's, 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 it just, I don't know, it just kind of enlarges your heart and your, your spirit to be able to help someone else. So I think that is amazing that that's your main goal. I thank you for that because I get people who are saying, you know, why are you donating the money and, you know, you know, since you're not knowledgeable and, you know, you don't have all the resources you need, you could have took that, you know, you could have took all of that money that you, you know, been donating and you could hire consultants or you could, you know, pay for, you know, the resources or, or, or you know, develop new things. But to me, I just feel like it's a, it's a, it's, it's going as best it can go and I'm covering a lot of grounds um, because it's, it's not just about me, um, which which is huge. I mean, yeah, I could have taken the money that I donated to the the, the youth programs and to um, there's a human trafficking house for forced prostitutions here in the city that I you know sponsor and I donate to. I could have taken those monies in the missing footage. I, yeah, I could have reinvested it back into the known as registry uh, link to make it a better platform and to do more outreach. Um, but I feel like I am doing it because I mean, just to have you know, I'm talking to you. You heard me. One night, and you reached out to me, and yeah. you know you have Marlo now. He's one more voice and one more person yeah. who can speak to hundreds. You know, which is that's the trickling effect that I hope all this that all this all this this does um, for everyone. Okay, we have a caller on hold. Let me see. Hello, this is Black Rider Space. Hello. 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 Yes. We were taking callers for Arthur Monique Smith. Did you have any questions, or you just calling for support? Um, just calling for support. Um, checked your your site out on Facebook, and it's just wow, inspired me to write, and definitely want to get that going because I actually write poetry also. Okay, okay. My co-host is a poet also. He can definitely relate to that. And I think everyone has a story. So, yes, definitely. You know, what what you have to say, of course it doesn't have to be a tragic story like mine, but what you have to say, you know, someone else may need. There's somebody waiting to hear, you know, what whatever you're about to put on paper. We see these posts every day. People are twittering you know, that little flash of a quick message um, or, or piece of music. Um, it, it's what empowers, uplifts, and motivates some people. And Because everything doesn't work for everybody. One person may not, um, you know, tantalize the mind of everybody, but you don't get to be the gift that that message you're sending out could save someone or help somebody 
um, as as well. So I, I applaud you, and I thank you for sharing that. You know, you read my story and seeing my page, you know, kind of gave you a bit of synergy to do that. So yes, please, and you know, and contact me on my page. Send me some information. Um, uh, I'd love to chat with you as well. Okay, bestly, bestly. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Okay, now Mama yes. and, and two more people. <laughs> I'm excited now. I'm really excited. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's that's what we like over here. That's what we love. We love to be excited. We like to um, we like for our listeners to call in so we know. We're out here, we're listening, we're supporting, because that's what we're here for. That's our whole purpose, is to um, get stories that people don't know about to be heard. So it's it's definitely an honor to have you on our show. We're going to wrap things up. Go ahead. Monique? Yes. Oh, I thought you you were going to say something. Uh, we're oh, gonna wrap things no, no, up. No, no. Just if you know, like my blog site is uh, known as Monique. My email address yes. is known as Monique at Yahoo dot com. So everything because I'm known as Monique is is under that. So the, the Facebook is known as Monique. Um, so there's there's uh, plenty of ways to uh, reach me, um, leave some information, um, uh, any upcoming events. I, I, I'm speaking, um, going across the you know country. That's my goal to. Bring awareness and and like I said, to, to raise uh, money for these resources that are that are needed. Yes, absolutely. We are really honored to have you on our show today, and we thank you so much for your time out of your busy schedule. We know you are consistently um, going forth with your story and your your journey and your legacy, and we're here to support. We're here to help. Um, we definitely will be contacting you for um, planning an event here in Chicago. Yes, We would love you. to have you here. Yes, we would love to have you here. We would love to sponsor something. We'll, we'll, we'll get something together. Um, probably the, the program that you have, the stand. Yes. Yeah, we'll have to get that here in Chicago. Oh, thank so you so much. Thank you so much. And this uh, this will not be the last time that we have you on, so you will be back. Um, and definitely we're hoping to, um, we're actually excited to have you, to meet you in person. I know. So, yeah, I'm going to be seeing you, Paul. Uh, well, okay. thanks again. So we have, thank no you. problem. No problem at all. Mario, did you want to say anything? I just want to say thank you. I appreciate it. Ms. Miller, you, you are strong and remarkable. And I'm going to do everything I have to help you with your story because this is amazing. So I want to say thank you again. And I want you to have a Merry Christmas and and a Happy New Year because you deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. And definitely use this, this holiday season to uh, share a very important story um, with a loved one in your family. Thanks again. Thank you. Okay. We we'll, we will be talking soon. Okay, people, we are back. We just had an amazing story by Monique Smith, Arthur Monique Smith. Um, her book, the name of the book she wrote is called I Am the Ancestor. It's really, 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 really amazing. Um, 
is definitely a testimony of hers, an experience, a journey. So um, you definitely want to check out her Facebook page, known as Monique. Um, I know she's on YouTube. She has videos on YouTube. She has a website, known as Monique.com. I'm not sure if if she's on Twitter. She may be on Twitter, but I definitely know she's on Facebook, and you can reach her on her website. But um, we still, listeners, if you guys want to call in, the area code is 347-215-8712. We're here. We have another 20 minutes to to talk to you if you guys want to call in. Um, Like I say every week, we're here for support. If you have a book that you want to write, if you don't know how to start writing, if you don't know how to start self-publishing, we're here for support. We're here for tips um, and anything related to writing. Basically, we are in the midst of creating a world global network for writers. So it's not just a United States thing. It's not just Chicago, but... Anywhere in the world, if you can contact us, contact us. We're here to help. Yeah. Mario, any poems for us today? I know you laid us out with a poem a couple hours ago. We before last on one of the shows. Any Nothing new? No, I think I'm going to say some call very So maybe after the break, I can... Myself together after this powerful interview yeah. I know, right? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I think you need to hit us with something before we go. I mean, you're a little shaky. I, mean, I know, right? <laughs> Take a breather. <laughs> yeah, this was something. She laid it on us. Yeah. yeah. But I love it, though. I really love it. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Because it happens every day in America It happens every day in every other country So 
I want you guys to, to pay attention to that because it can be any one of us. We all got children. We all got family members that have children and stuff like that. So we need to pay attention a little bit more about the reality of what's real and not the reality of what's fake. So that being said, my co-host told, told me that she wanted me to recite something. Really not in the mood for it, but I'm going to do it because she supports me and I support her. So hope you guys like it. And like the last poem I did recite, I do kind of tell you why I wrote it and what inspired me to write it. So hope you guys like it. If you don't, it's okay. Uh, it's called Red Tear, and it hurts. It brings the sad in me, the bad I want to do, the negative love inside me. That's true. All I do is cry. Then my tears bleed pain down my cheek. My mind is so deep. I feel like dying, going to this lifetime sleep where I dream. These situations too much, the silent scream, the quiet yell. That has my soul possessed. Is it demons, I guess? The blood in my eyes? Take my pain on a date? It hurts so bad. The water dries from the sadness in my face. I need to find a way out. Take a trip to smile. Take a vacation from this situation so my so my tears can be clear. The poem is called Red Tears because, because as you see, I'm getting a little emotional. It's a personal poem that I wrote that when you go through certain things, uh, relationships, uh, death, or whatever the case may be that bothers you, sometimes we need to vent. And when I vent, I vent with my pen, and I just let it all out. Uh, sometimes it may not make sense to me. It may not make sense to, to the person that's listening, but... I just have to get it out, and I'd rather get it out on paper than get it out or take it out of somebody who hasn't done anything to me. So that was called Red Tears. I hope you guys like it, and I'm going to turn the show back over to my uh, co-host because I have to do some things to get over here. So thank you for listening. All right, all right. We want to thank Mario for that poem. That was very interesting, real deep, Mario. And we are going to wrap things up today. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in with us, for listening to the amazing story of Moni Smith. Uh, again, she's the author of I Am the Ancestor. And we are very, we're very honored to have her on our show. Amazing story. Um, we really want to thank you guys for supporting us. We want to thank you guys for... Um, taking the time out of your busy schedule, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, it's Christmas. We want to say Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Um, and we just really um, hope that you enjoy your holidays. We hope that you enjoy your weekend. Tomorrow's Friday, so we got Christmas is what, on a Sunday this year? So that's different. But um, stay tuned for our next show. It will be on Tuesday. And we'll be posting on Facebook and Twitter. So if you follow us, you'll get your notifications on Facebook and Twitter. But we just want to thank you guys again for supporting us. And we are going to um, we're gonna wrap it up for today. A uh, very interesting show. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Thank you for listening.
answer everything except for the why of the why of the why of the why. Yes, it's the base tool goes on day after day. No one has the answer here. Here's my answer. God is real. 